balls so dry and explode like dust. Suck my balls, suck my balls. You must suck my golf balls. Mommy? Yes? Suck my balls. You got a lot of growing up to do, buddy. Suck my balls. Sorry I'm different, but you can just suck my clit and my balls. You know what? You know what? That one. <laughs> suck my clit and balls. I don't have to suck your balls. Before this day is over, you will suck my balls. Suck my balls, fat ass. I will. I will suck your balls, cow. And I will get down on my knee and I will suck your balls. I'll suck them drag, cow. Suck my balls, cow. Well, excuse my French, Mrs. Marsh, but you can suck my fat, hairy balls. Suck my big balls in your hairy butt hole. Suck my big balls in your hairy butt hole. Suck my big balls in your hairy butt hole. What is that? It's my balls! God damn it, Carmen! How would you like to suck my balls? What did you say? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Actually, what I said was... How would you like to suck my balls, Mr. Garrison? Holy shit, dude. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of Shack My Bad, right here on a litany of networks. We are syndicated on Homie Media Group, RatSellerReview.com, and the R&R Pod Network. You can find us on Apple, Spotify, Google, iHeartRadio, Overcast, BreakerCast, Touch This Cast, Touch Everyone's Ass. I'm your host on the scene where the air is clean, and I'm lighting up the green. Your boy, MSG. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Matthew underscore Schaffer. And we have a guest here, which I will introduce here shortly. But first, he is now going to be dubbed the host with the most on the West Coast. Because you're the only one there, yo. Tom Bow, 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 Steve Jackson. Hey, just just don't touch my ass, okay? Well, you like it in the gym. You like it in the gym, you weirdo. <laughs> seeing you there, you freaking disgusting pervert. And of course, ladies and gentlemen, normally we are joined by Joe Vernola, but he is not here this week as he is working for DCW, which of course is uh, the, the writer, Vince Russo, which we are affiliated with. You can check out DCW on Twitch, but he is the God of Thunder. He has a PhD in NXT. He is the smoke show. Or the joke show. He's the man that's making podcasting sexy again. He's also, ladies and gentlemen, the purveyor of Mark Tards, Mark Lars, the subject of tonight's episode, and lover of card bars. He is the Andrew Bello. What's up, buddy? Boom. Do we didn't no? All right. Anyway, what's going on, man? I love the introduction. Thank you very much. And yeah, I am the purveyor, or I guess the purveyor of of raw reviews to the Mark Tards, Mark Clark, and lovers of Clark bars, and kind of took that from you, who kind of took it from Jargo, and it just kind of it, it, it's it's spawned into now. Mark Clark somehow worked its way into it, and that's oddly enough what brings me here today. That's right. Jargo's got his, uh, I forget what his is. It's been a while since he's been the, on the, the radio. The freaks, the geeks, and the, the peeps and freaks and the geeks or whatever. And then you had the right. weirdos, the beardos, and the honey nut cheerios. People like honey nut cheerios. <laughs> exactly. That's, that's, there we go. That's, that's how we do here at Homie Media Group. Well, we appreciate you joining us. I hit you up because obviously you have to speak to a lot of Mark Lars on a daily basis. I know that you're a South Park fan. And I was like, well, this is the perfect episode to do the mashup uh, a couple weeks late. 
uh, with, <laughs> I guess, maybe a couple, a whole month late now. Month late. With, yeah, with Bella. But that's how we are on South Park. Sometimes we're just a little late. You know, I mean, here we are. <laughs> <laughs> reviewing season three as South Park gets ready to enter their 24th season. Um, but Andrew Bill, since you, you know, first appearance on the show, why don't you give us a little bit about your, I don't know, uh, knowledge on South Park or I guess, uh, you know, like, dislike, how much you love it. Obviously if you're here. Pretty extensive uh, knowledge, I guess probably uh, I would probably get embarrassed and like a trivia thing, just mostly because my memory is terrible, but uh, I've been watching for a very, very long time. It is still my standing belief that South Park is the greatest television program ever produced. It is just always relevant. It is just always timely. It, it's just I, it, it's it's one of these things that has stood the test of time. And I hope. I hope that there is not a day without South Park. You know, that that's one of those things. Like if and when the show ever goes away, I think it'll be a huge blow to not only my my personal entertainment, but as well as society as a whole. Yeah, that's a that's a daunting uh, thing to think about, Andrew Bella. Like I try not to have that in my mind where I'm like the day that South Park ends. Because I know they've maybe only got five or six more seasons. Like I know they're not gonna go past twenty thirty. But at the very least, if they've only if they just go out on 30, that's a, a good whole number to end on. I could see them being like, we're done. You know, we got our 500 mil plus bill probably at this point. Why are we sticking around any further? So it's true. But, you know, we're glad, we're glad to have you on. I uh, appreciate you uh, stopping by. Scoop, how have you been this week, buddy? I've been Tell better. the listeners how you've been. I've uh, been all right. <laughs> you've been okay? Um, You've just been feeling a little blue. Uh, uh, a little blue. more than that, but you know, <laughs> definitely understand why COVID's killed so many people. Just say that much. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Well, I guess uh, Scoop has been around the people who have been identified with COVID-19. This blue background is making me a little blue, but that's okay, too. Let's get into another edition. Yank my bows, South Park. Yank my bows. So South Park, of course, this is our 47th episode overall. This was the 13th episode of season three, the 44th overall episode itself. Inside this spaceship, right? So you've got these Marklars. They're preparing to land. Marklar. And and, uh, they land on the planet Earth. And they meet up with some lions and, you know, they're, they're walking around, checking out the, the, the land. And then in a mission nearby, uh, we see uh, a young Ethiopian boy, Starvin Marvin, is being asked by his sister Hollis to read a passage from the Bible. Now, the Marklar gets killed by the lion. That was the first encounter that we see. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of, we're missing a huge thing here. No, no. Lions no, no, no. Lions just setting up, setting up, setting up, setting up. So we got the lion here uh, taking out the marker. So the first alien encounter is not good, Andrew Bell. I mean, this alien comes down and he's, nope. he's taken apart. Part of me uh, likes that, to think that that's how this has happened before, you know, is that aliens have landed here and they were instantly eaten by lions, tigers, bears, whatever, you know. Right. Or, or maybe landed in the middle of the ocean or, you know, something happened where they came in to like a wild beast. They thought a volcano was like a helipad, and that was just yeah. the end of it. Just <laughs> it's, it's crazy. I had those same thoughts. It's just unfortunate that the lava is so hot that you can't find any like fossilized, you know, remains no. of maybe said helicopter. So, you know, your analogy can't really be unfounded or prove it sure. itself. So, yeah, yeah. 
at that point, we end up seeing in the episode the mission. Here's what I don't like about this episode to get started off, and it really kind of triggers me. The whole Christianity of of like throwing it down your throat and like, you know, you have to like accept Jesus Christ in your heart. Otherwise, you can't eat. Come on. Remember, reading Bible plus accepting Jesus equals food. Good. And they're, or, they're just really manipulative. Or, or through fear. Saying, you know, if you don't follow the ways, you're going to burn in hell. And nobody wants to burn in hell for eternity. It scares a lot of people, especially people that need faith to get through life. Oh, I don't want to burn in hell, boy. You need Jesus. Goddamn Jesus. You're going to need him today, boy. You're going to need him today. You're going to need Jesus. Mary, uh, Holy Father, Trinity, whatever. I don't know what it is. I'm not Catholic. And I don't know the thing. Butters and in uh, that one episode where he has to go to the gay cap. I know that one kid was like <laughs> saying it over and over. Bradley or whatever that kid's name was. Kyle, was I don't Bradley. fucking know. Was it? That's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I think I pulled that out of nowhere. Yeah, you're my but you're my uh, accountability yeah, buddy, Bradley. Yeah, his name was Bradley. Accountability buddy. But, man, I have way too much South Park knowledge. It just that was in there somewhere. Well. The Christian lady, in this sense, sets up the scene by telling the other Ethiopian people that you have to read this book, the Bible. And if you do, reading plus Jesus equals food. Right? <laughs> we get a panel. I don't know how that that doesn't math. I, I, you know, I'm not a math major, guys, but that math doesn't seem to equal food. I guess maybe in like a broad generalization, you could say now. I mean, current times, I guess if you were to go into a Western European church, they would feed you. Uh, in Africa, probably not. I mean, they probably still would. Maybe that's what they're pointing out. I don't know what's going on in Africa. Scoop, do you know what's going on in Africa? I have no idea. I know parts of it are still, like, incredibly dangerous for anybody. You have one job. That's to research things before I think them. Come on, okay. dude. Okay. Right. I know Ebola, the Ebola virus is still a problem in parts of it, too. It's very true. All right. I, I happen to have extensive knowledge on Africa. So, uh, no. Do you? <laughs> Unfortunately, oh, I do not. Uh, I can't, I can't however, assure you if uh, if they were feeding people at these churches in Africa that, that yeah, they'd, they'd follow the read, reading plus Jesus formula and people would be doing just that in order to be fed in probably many, many countries there. But, but um, nevertheless, I did kind of like how this woman this this christian lady i don't even know if she was given a name at any point during this but she's just so sweet despite being a total asshole you know like it was just everything about her demeanor if she was saying anything else or in any other context she'd be like oh it's just like a sweet lady but she's secretly you know dangling the jesus carrot in front of these starving people and um she's a piece of shit yeah <laughs> she's oh, a piece of shit. Shit. Yeah, she's a piece of shit. Uh, we can get into more context of the religious aspect here as we gather on through the episode of them using their uh, manipulation tactics to try and garner one's uh, own uh, residual uh, return on their investment in time, whether that being through monetary or trying to spread the, the good name of Jesus. Now, brothers and sisters, we need some more churches. We right? need some more churches. So now what that means, okay, is Jesus needs your donations. Now, what that means is you got to write me a check, okay, now for an undisclosed amount that Jesus needs. But, you know, in order for you to do that, you have to write it to me, and then I'm going to cash it. And then through the power of Jesus. Of Christ. 
We're going to build yeah. this church. We're going to build this church. Well, before we get to that 700 club, uh, I guess, revelation, <laughs> where the Ethiopians are being made to worship Jesus Christ, we get that cool little intro that I want to point out, like the like, for. You know, what is this, 1999-2000? That was pretty cool effect, having that starving more of an in-space. But that was definitely like a play on some Star Wars. There's some definitely some Star Wars themes in this episode. And if you like Star Wars, you can listen to the NFO podcast, which is available on Humming Media Group's own hackerhumming.podbean.com. Uh, the brand new episode of Mando Mania Episode 9 is up right now with X-Division champion Rohit Raju as they review Season 2, Episode 1 of The Mandalorian. So go check it out right now on all available podcast outlets. So Starvin, Mark, uh, Starvin Marvin's activity is discovered by, um, you know, what's going on with the people in the area as they he's like he hears a sound in the background. He ends up finding his family and other members um, come upon a UFO. And Marvin takes it upon himself like a fucking G. Just, he just hops in, takes off. You know, I, I can't imagine this kid has any official airline or aviation training, but he he was he popped in like a boss, pressed a couple buttons, and just soared in the sky. Because he wasn't having none of their shit. Mister <laughs> Hollis, he just walked out on that bitch. He was like, "What? Oh, deuce!" And he was like, "Oh, spaceship, let's go." And he was like, "I'm done with this shit." Like that. That's my favorite part about this whole thing is Mark. <laughs> sick of their shit, and you're just like, "All right, I'm, I'm done. Like I'm out. We're gonna figure this out." Takes the shit by the balls, and he's like, "Let's go, game on, motherfuckers. We're gonna figure this out, and we're gonna be happy." I, I got to agree. Marvin's badassery is is commendable, most certainly in this episode. But I think I think you might have touched on something there almost by accident. A, a theme that um that 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 probably kind of gets lost in the mire here. So not only did Marvin find out that Jesus plus reading does not equal food. And like you said, had enough of their shit, but by turning his back to Jesus, he was able to find and fly a UFO. Just yes. saying. Now, brothers and sisters, through the power of Jesus Christ. Now, as you know, as a man of a thunder who believes himself to be a God, in, in do the- you, do you find yourself, or if you find yourself in a situation in which you had to come upon a aviation transportation unit, UFO, helicopter, private jet, I don't know. Do you feel you would just be able to take off and go? Like quick YouTube video might help? As as the god of thunder, um, I, I, I would find no use for these vehicles. I have Mjolnir. Oh, gotcha. I, gotcha. I would call him onto the camera right now, but I don't want to break anything. God, okay, sorry. My bad. All right, well, let's move on. So after Marvin it takes off on the UFO, the FBI shows up. They decide to like investigate and they understand through the, I guess, locals. They just find out that it's uh, Star Marvin. It's who's taking over the UFO. So the FBI was like, well, who's the last person getting contact and narrows it down to our four American boys who countered them before. So now we're at back at school. Yeah. So two, now we're back at school. With parents, essentially the, the boys are his parents, basically. <laughs> like, they adopted him. <laughs> they fucking adopted him. So <laughs> they adopted him. So his parents. That's a good point. Well, 
they, that's where they went to the source. But uh, before we got to that uh, interruption by the uh, FBI agents, Mr. Garrison is beginning to like talk about class. And I, I don't recall right now the exact verbiage, but he had said something about that's why something's gay. Well, I, no, as soon as it as soon as it pans to the classroom, we don't have any context before what he's saying. Is, and all you hear is, and that's why Christians are gay. And so, children, that's why Hare Krishnas are totally gay. That's why Christians are gay. <laughs> I was like, wait, I, I rewound it twice just to make sure I heard that right. It's like, wait, you just bait, yeah. like, they legitimately just throw that in their face. That's why all Christians are gay. With no context, just boom, all Christians are gay. Yes. Well, that's how they cap off the conversation, too. Even when the FBI takes the boys out of there, it's like, all right, now, let's get back to this. You know, Christians are gay because, so, like, <laughs> <laughs> that I do remember. I love Mr. Garrett. We're here to speak with some of your students. You, 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 and you. Oh, for Pete's sake, what have you bastards done now? Hey, that was Kyle that went number two in the urinal. No, it wasn't, fellas. I saw you do it. Boys, we need to talk to you about a matter of national security. Now. I hope you give him the chair. Anyway, children, as I was saying, the Hare Krishnas are totally gay. <sighs> You know, the undertone of this episode is definitely taking a shot, not necessarily even at like one sector, I would say, of Christianity, just like all of Christianity itself. They're just generalizing here. And I feel like that I, I at least personally, have had instances where you were either have family members or you've met people who are just those religious nuts, like that live and breathe by the Bible. And I'm just like, you need to relax. <laughs> We'll take it easy. For sure. Take it easy. Like I'm not like hating on people's faith. Do your thing, but you don't have to take everything so literal. Like I have an aunt who's like that, you know what I mean? Like just homeschools her kids, like reads her Bible every day. It's like she's very like into it. And I'm just like, all right, you know, you do you. Just like as long as you're not hurting anybody, that's fine. But like it's just a little extreme. It's a little extreme. Like I, I don't know. I don't know. I had a I had a I good friend of mine growing up, well, probably since like high school, that he was very religious, born again Christian, whatever it was. And just every it felt like every third conversation I had with the guy, he would try to steer it back to you should really come to church with me this Sunday. And and <laughs> every time we'd have this conversation, I'd be like, dude, like I get it. I I understand the invitation is open. Please, for the love of God, stop bringing it up. Um, eventually it got to the point where we had that conversation too many times and I just stopped returning his calls. He's now in prison. Turns out he was diddling kids. He really needed oh. Jesus, didn't he? Yeah, yeah apparently. Diddling them kids, man. Yeah. Very, very odd. Damn, damn, damn. Always thought it was weird. We didn't think it was that weird. I, I was wrong. We haven't uh, reviewed the uh, Boy Scouts episode yet with the uh, Gal <laughs> getting kicked out, but I can't wait to get to that episode. That's what that reminds me of. Just like, oh, yeah, he's diddling kids. It looked like it was a man's man, and then all of a sudden, boom, oh, diddles my kids. You're like, whoa. It's a little yeah. weird. You just can't yeah. see those diddlers coming, unfortunately. <laughs> it's very sickening. Some of these people, I don't want to get off on a tangent, but it's just no. very odd. I'm, I'm sure if you want more conversation, you can, you, you can cannot, listen to Well, you can't have a conversation about Christianity without having this conversation, unfortunately. So <laughs> is that what it is? Yeah, that's that, where we're at now in 2020? Yeah. yeah. With the priests and uh, reverends and uh, I don't I've know, had some experiences Jewish people. Sorry. In, in the Mormon, like my parents are pretty religious, but at the same time, they, Rabbi? they, use, their, they use their faith to get 
through. They don't they don't push it on other people. But growing up in the church, there was a couple times where I was, you know, seven. I remember when I was seven, I felt I had a really uncomfortable situation with a bishop in a room alone talking about weird things. Him getting real close. That was weird. I felt really awkward. And then when I was 16, there was kind of like the same thing with a different bishop. It was like, you know, the way that he put his hand on my thigh when he was talking to me, I was like, no, thank you. And that's when I kind of, that's when like my, just for the church just kind of started. I was like, no, there's something, something weird happening. And then that same bishop ended up going to jail for pedophilia. Fucking hey, for fucking dealing some kids. Like, damn, it's so weird. That's why, that's why I kind of, like, you can believe in God. Sure, but you don't need an organized religion. That's what I'm saying. You don't, you don't need these outrageous rules and regulations to end up in paradise after you die. So, well, they were trying to really push on this religious, secular nature of this uh, episode because, well, the American boys are called out. That being Stan, Cartman, Kenny, Cap, Cap, I like that cat. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. That was good. I like that. Holding the knife and shit. Go thank you. That's cute. Sleeping. Well, so, man, I'm getting off topic here. I'm losing my mind. So Starvin Marvin heads towards all these other countries, and uh, while he's doing that, the boys get tortured and get questioned by the FBI agents. Because at first they're like, "Just tell us where your friend is." And they're like, and Cartman's like, "Yeah, I, I can't parts." Right? <laughs> they all laugh. Trying to distract from the FBI's questions, right? And the FBI is finally getting down to it. And Carmen, at this point, he would probably have broken at any time. But the boys, you know, had to steer him away at first to be like, no, don't reveal how our affiliation with Starvin Marvin exists. Right. And Starvin Marvin, unfortunately, is shown in a picture with the boys. Yeah, we know you know him. <laughs> like, <laughs> you dumbass Carmen, how they going to go squeeze his balls? Oh, we don't know him. We already know you know him. We have this. Now, who is he? As if the FBI or CIA or whoever this is would have plucked four random boys out of a classroom to 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 ask about this this hey. Ethiopian child flying a UFO for any reason other than they knew exactly that they knew them. But you know, it's what it is. I do. I have to just point out that while I'm a I'm a fan of law enforcement in my personal life on South Park. Whether it's Officer Bar Brady, the detective who is undercover as a hooker, or the CIA or the FBI or whatever this is, all of them are just complete fucking buffoons across the board. And there's like a frog's hairs of a difference between the top echelon and the bottom echelon of the whole thing. <laughs> and I, I do want to applaud South Park for their consistency on that front. It's really just it's priceless how dumb these people are made out to be. <laughs> and, it's a, you know, and it's unfortunate it's a- that there are some people who think that that is the case in reality across the board. But that we all know those stereotype cops and South Park really hammers that point home. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. South Park's uh, evolution of characters throughout their seasons, whether it's by, um, I guess you might say uh, 
thought out process storyline arc of, Hey, I'm going to take this character from point A to B to C to D, or it's just, they get bored and they're like, Hey, what can we do with this guy? All right, let's make him, let's move him along. And they've been doing it for so long now that all of these characters have such a backstory. The cops itself, you know, definitely progressed from officer Barb Brady to a full on department to like, you know, they weren't even that bad until the last couple of seasons when South Park's really ramped up. Like they were just making kind of look stupid, not like bad cops. Now they were racist right. for sure. They took, they definitely amplified that nature. But other than that, they weren't really bad cops. So, but it's been more so in the last season, especially in that pandemic episode, which you can check out <laughs> on YouTube if you'd like to see our full review on Take My Bad. But, yeah. Take My Bad. Well, <laughs> going forward from there now the boys are being tortured with like i guess a balloon sound like they're rubbing they're like they got like the, the, the cops put all like their headphones on with the glasses and he's like he's like oh, go ahead and he just rubs the balloon now i'll ask you again who is the little boy that took our ship we don't know <laughs> who is this person And apparently that was very annoying to the children. Um, I can't recall a time in which that sound was very annoying as a kid. Like I used to do that to annoy other people. So I don't really, I can't really identify with that. However, I can, I guess, see the uh, scratching, the, the squeaking, the, the rubbing against your hands and the sound of air and being released and compressed and released. That sound itself could be annoying. I don't know. It's I don't when know. Scoop, was, the, that a, was that annoying? It's when you take the, the, the air thing where you blow in the air. It's where you take it and you pull it and then it makes a squeal sound. That's how you really get people because that shit's annoying. I don't know about rubbing it. I've never been able to annoy anybody by rubbing it. But when you when you blow it up and then you stretch the, the tip out, let the air squeal. Oh, this is my sister's insane. <laughs> I can't sit there, Boston. <laughs> I can't say the balloon thing bothered me or would bother me all that much. But if you think about where the benchmark was when the boys first sat down, is that Cartman was was telling them how these guys are going to squeeze their balls until they pop. I'll take I'll take the balloon. Call me crazy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, guys, yeah, just squeeze that bad. No, he's not, Cartman. Oh, dude, this is not good. Relax, fat ass. No, dude, I've seen this on TV. They shine that light in your face, and then they try to get you to tell them stuff by squeezing your balls really hard. What? Dude, I've seen it. They grab your balls with their leather-gloved hands, and they squeeze them as hard as they can until they pop like little grapes. Ow, dude! And they, no, calm down, boys. See, I told you. <laughs> but you're right. Cartman did go off on a, a bit of a dialogue on how he believed his balls were about to be squeezed and popped like little grapes. <laughs> And that's why he gave Starvin Marvin up so quickly. I mean, that that was that's, as soon as it, that's, as they walked in the door. He's like, "Yeah, yeah, we know him." <laughs> that's the crux. That's the crux. Yeah. He was like, "Fuck it, yep, you, you can have him." Like, I'm not getting my ball squeezed. So I can't uh, hate on that. As we've as I've been watching on, I think it's on Netflix or Amazon Prime. It's a four part miniseries on. It's called Lorena, and it's about the chick from the early '90s who chopped off the dude's wiener. So like, ah. it's, it's just. Very weird that I'm dealing with, you know, and thinking about balls and wieners uh, recently. But hey, this podcast is called Suck My Balls. So <laughs> <laughs> I guess yeah. everything's got a name. So, as you mentioned, Bello, Cartman finally explains who Starvin Marvin is, gives him up, and then Starvin Marvin. Uh, is like, you know, he's driving around the world. He keeps, he drops off, jumps up in Australia 
And he, as he's uh, rising in Australia, he meets the island. I'm the mayor of I'm the mayor of Australia. I can't do a accent right now with all this echo going on, but he's the mayor of Australia. That's what he calls him, oh. the planet of Australia. Great and noble alien creature, as mayor of the fine planet of Australia, I welcome you to our fine planet of Australia. This this particular scene, you need to put um, subtitles on, so you what? can see, so you can see like it it's almost oh, yeah, it's, like, yeah. it's borderline racist how they pronounce and say <laughs> these things for the because where they say paper paper it's. P A Y P A paper. Paper. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? Holy shit! And then it's like it, they got uh, uh, croiky and all that. It's so funny. It's, it's, it's all spelled out phonetically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's hilarious. I'd like to visit Australia one day. We have got a lot of <laughs> listeners though in Australia, so shout I'd out to you. Love to go to Australia. Australia, yeah, yeah. you should go to Australia. Yeah, get yourself. So when they return, (laughs) so at this point, starting Marvin after going around the world and checking out different areas that are all Christian and deciding I'm not going to put up with this shit. As you mentioned, he finally crashes into Cartman's house. Cartman's pissed. I hope you have a thousand dollars to fix my hat. I wish wish that was only a thousand dollars to fix. Like shit. Even a 99, that doesn't seem realistic, Cartman. But you know he's a child, so you know maybe he would have like expected his mom to like get it for a thousand dollars, and then like sucking off the contractor's nuts, his balls. I don't know, sucking off stab. That's that's probably how that would have worked. I do like how there's a little later in the episode uh, where the the CIA FBI guys or whatever it is, they got the boys and like wait until we tell your parents where you've been. It's like yeah, I, I'm pretty sure even Mrs. Cartman noticed that gaping hole in the front of her house. I would imagine that the, she's probably been a little inquisitive as to where Eric might be under those circumstances. But I, I don't know. That was that was a little bit of a continuity. Um, I, I don't want to say error, but it, it was lacking it was a little bit. A little bit of a yeah. goof. A little, yeah. goof. A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. No, that's a good. That's a good call. We like to call out those different things. Like South Park, I think sometimes they probably are just like us. Oh, probably just you know either tired, get really baked. I don't know, do stuff, make art, and then they just forget shit. And like we well, they, they, they nail areas. stuff on such a deep level, like where it counts. You can forgive some of these other things. You can uh, forgive the minor, hey, the door was open, now the door is closed, you know, right. from scene to scene, which I, I will point out, though, because I'm just like, ha I got gotcha. you. Yeah. But that's There's just me. Look, different look, colors. Okay. Different colors, different shirts, right? Different clothes. Well, after Starving Marvin encounters the boys, the boys eventually are excited. They jump in with Starving Marvin to the, on the UFO, and they're flying around the world, and it you know, apparently the boys can understand him. You know, they're like, "Oh, he's tried all he's all he's, all, he's tried all these other places, right?" Hold up now, hold up now. I show up, I crash into your house with the UFO, right? Yeah. And I'm like, "Yeah, dude, let's go." Do you just like, "No, oh, okay, let's go"? Yeah, bro. Or you're just like, "Hold on, fuck yeah, dude." Yeah. Where did you get that? <laughs> no. I'll ask questions after we're in the air. <laughs> I'm with you're right. You got a fucking UFO. That's fair. I mean, I just like I would. You wouldn't even have to tell me. Let's go. I'd already be in there. Like, let's go. At this point, I'm guilty by association because they're probably going to try and flash my brain. So, like, fuck it, we got to go. <laughs> like, let's you go. crashed it here. All right, let's go. Like, 
Like that's how I would yeah. feel, Scoop. So if that happens, know that I am located in Denver, Colorado, and I'll give you my address later. <laughs> Just don't crash the top. Like maybe crash next door or okay. crash on the lawn, like in front of the foyer. Crash into the pool. The foyer. You know what I mean? That way I can come out and then jump in. You know what I mean? Or if you want to land safely, that seems like a more yeah, that logical. Would, that would be ideal. Yeah. <laughs> I would ideal. You know, but hey, if you got to do what you got to do, like if you're having trouble and you got to put it down, I'm not going to hate, bro. Come on. Right there for you. Bella, we'll come pick you up later. In New Jersey, All right. Maybe. That's, I appreciate it. You got to have some car bars. Those are pretty good. I will find them. I, I, I got to go to how's the Bronx and steal them from Billy Ray's house. You know, when I was uh, moving about a month ago, you were on your candy excursion. Now, I haven't listened to the last couple of episodes after last night's uh, to, or Wednesday's to find out about the Billy OC revelation that took place this week and then continued on the conspiracy arson. I want you to check that all out, guys. Yeah. Uh, but uh, how's your candy excursion going, man? Uh, well, I think it's over at this point in the game, but oh. we were we were eating our way through some of the more obscure candy bars in existence. And my attempt to find a Clark bar anywhere in a store in the general vicinity of where I live, which I'm still been unsuccessful of doing. Um, but I, I ate what I have a fifth Avenue bar, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, a Zagnut, which is the most disgusting thing ever produced. That's possibly. Kind of nasty when you were yeah. Zagnuts are gross. Yes. I don't like like that. Oh, I'm, I'm getting the, the heebie jeebies just reliving the Zagnut experience. But yeah, I basically couldn't find a Clark bar. So I grabbed all the more obscure ones, the, the chunky bar, surprisingly good. Uh, just for anybody out there who might be interested in trying chunky bars, give it a whirl. Give it a whirl. You can order a box yes. of Clark bars from Walmart. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to order yeah, a box. Got, of these Bella things. wants to go into <laughs> the store physically. Dude, a bar is five dollars and twenty five cents. That's expensive. It's like gold. It is like are you you're investing in Clark bars. That's true. Buy them now. They'll be they'll be up to six dollars a bar soon enough. You know what it sounds like to me? It sounds like to me that you could become the Clark bar vendor of your area. There is a lack of Clark bar in I, your general area that they, you could capitalize on. <laughs> I could. Um I think we need to talk about vending machines possibly. Just do pop up little Clark bar vending machines. Fill them up, Bello. Entirely filled with Clark bars. Like, don't even give people the, the choice. To, Clark bars. No choice. Yeah. Clark bar only. That's you the know gimmick. What, you know what Clark bar desperately needs is uh, an endorsement of some sort. And being that mm. a Clark bar is essentially a Butterfinger, I think, you know, really at the end of the day, if it wasn't for the Simpsons endorsement of Butterfinger, Clark bar could have been the game changer. So maybe we can talk to Matt and Trey, see if we can get like Cartman to start eating Clark bars. And we can we can have a South Park Simpsons candy bar rivalry. Why not? Holy mm. shit! I, like that I wonder if they ever thought about that in in, in marketing or in, in one of their meetings. Right. They're like, let's go after somebody else. Let's Clark go let's see if we get a Family Guy or whoever, whatever it might be. You know, like just to see if we can get something going. But really, it came down to the Bart Simpson rub. Otherwise, it'd be like nobody better, better lay a finger on my Clark bar. Just to like mess with them. Why not? I don't know. They could add like it could have just. Kent. If Clark Bar could have just gotten the Simpsons rub I mean, before they, Butterfinger. Originally, they were like, yeah, keep your hands in five and my cat back. I don't know. Like that, you know? <laughs> there you go. Something simple like that. <laughs> just Carmen looking into the camera going, cat back. 
<laughs> so Cartman, all the boys, they're traveling around the world, and then Cartman just hits a button. And uh, well, before that, there is a, a horrible song, "Flying So High in the Sky, So Good," <laughs> soaring so high above the world. Never thought I could be so free. I'm one with the birds, and magic is all I see. Yeah, that's better. <laughs> They're like, I love that song. I like how Marvin pretended he didn't like it when all the boys were around when he was cruising around the earth listening to it, looking oh, all happy was, about it. Yeah. And he was all <laughs> smiles. Yeah. He was on that high. So high. You know what I mean? He was on that like I'm a G high, doesn't fucking matter. And then the boys showed up and they're like, What the fuck is this, Marvin? <laughs> like so <laughs> Oh yeah, this is stupid, guys. Uh <laughs> <laughs> right. That's like when you're jamming some Kenny G, some Phil Collins, some James Taylor by yourself. You got a real loud and your friend's about to get in the car. No, that was, that put was Phil Collins in the category with that was Pandora. <laughs> Pandora. You know, all that soft rock, let's talk, ninety-six point seven. I don't know. That was I'm telling Phil. It's messed up. Uh, are you calling in the air of night? I, I am. Hold on. Well, the uh, boys held on as they went through a wormhole. And after Cartman hits this button and it opens up into a brand new universe, it looks just like Earth, but it's just like painted on green. Just threw a little bit of light green on there. The baby blue green. <laughs> and uh, they landed on Earth and they met the Marklars. The uh, Marklar, Marklar. I am Marklar, and this is my friend Marklar. And welcome to Marklar. And everything and everyone and everything and every about you, everything you touch and everything that is created is a Marklar. We are very thankful to you for bringing our Marklar back to us. Wait, I thought you called your planet Marklar. Oh, here on Marklar, we refer to all people, places, and things as Marklar. So, Isn't that confusing? No. Here, look. Hey, Marklar. Hey. <laughs> See? <laughs> See? You like it? Like, it's all about, do you think it's more like about inflection of tonality, Bellow? Like, yeah, totally. I was thinking about that. It's kind of like, uh, like Mandarin out of buddy of mine who was learning Mandarin. There's like several different ways to say even like a single syllable that could vary the definition of the word greatly. Like ma was the example you used to always give me. So it was like ma could mean, depending on inflection, your mother, take a shower or declare war. So, you know. There's some variance there. I assume Marklar works around that same kind of caliber. Yeah, that's, that's Mandarin is like uh, a hard language to learn, like mm-hmm. really hard. Yeah, that's hard. You know, it's been hard. I've been trying to learn. I'm not really good. And when I say I'm trying, like you know, I started and stopped a couple times. Is Tagalog is a very interesting and diverse, weird. It's like a mixed max of Hispanic and like other Asian cultures mixed in. Cause it's like their own, hmm. you know, very own language. So it's very interesting, but like, they've got a very like a Hispanic uh, accent on a lot of their uh, phonetics and uh, vowels and different words and stuff like that. So it's interesting because, you know, like that, just like that different words can mean multiple things, I guess, based on time or day or who you're speaking to. Like that's, Words are words are like interesting, man. Words like are crazy, man. Yeah. You could use in, them like weird ways. To look oh, into, uh, like, I can't do it, but it's Corsa. It's like a click Corsa. It's a weird African language where it's like mm. clicks and yeah, that that crazy. I can never do any of those. Click, click, 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> like if you can figure out scoop how to make a song out of it you can teach yourself how to do it right because at that point it would just be like creating a song in your mouth on how to like speak the language so get on it scoop let us know uh, next week i expect you to be able to pronounce one word in swahili look that up yep. i knew that off the top of my brain how about that again don't know where it came from but these thoughts there but uh, so after the boys come back from meeting with the marklars the marklar people tell them yeah you can bring your marklars here and live with all the marklars <laughs> so <laughs> they, they jump back in the ufo they go back to earth and when they return the fbi agents ci agents whatever they keep classifying themselves as different things actually um, <laughs> and they are like that. Yeah, so when they return, the CIA agents are waiting now. <laughs> the boys, except Kenny, um, are you know arguing back and forth with these different CIA agents about returning with the people to uh, Marklar with all the Ethiopians. And at this very exact moment, when they explain to the CIA agents what's going on, the missionary overhears it. And now she's like, yes, we've got another place to try and monopolize take over with our Christianity and our Western philosophy. Mm. So she immediately leaves the, the city and jumps on the phone and she calls the 600 club. God of thunder. Have you ever watched the 700 club, 600 clubs? Have, have you seen flip a channel, seen what, what is going on? No. And I remember seeing it um, like on the guide, if you will, back in the day when that was a regular thing that people encountered. And um, I always assumed it was like a bowling show. I have no idea why in my youth and inexperience, I was like, who the fuck sitting around watching people? Because I did kind of pass through and see it. It was people sitting around talking, didn't listen to what they were talking about. I was like, who's, who's sitting around talking, like watching people talk about bowling for an hour? Who would possibly do this? Unfortunately, that would probably pass for quality entertainment these days. But um I, yeah i've never never actually took the time to watch the 700 club although if it's anything like this i'm glad i didn't so it's one of those shows that's very religious based i mean it's just like church on television is what it is with one god one guy and he's talking about god right the overacting is this like the touch hand hand to the like i heal you <sighs> Yeah, it's that same guy, Scoop. It's the same guy they're making fun of here in this episode, too. Okay. It's that same. Because he's been around for, like, decades. It's the same fucking guy. And he started off on the 700 Club and, you know, don't call us and, and donate and pray now. Thank you, Jesus. Like, so he started off as this nicer guy, like, which is what they're showing now. But eventually, he's going to turn into that. Oh. <laughs> it's an evolution of himself in real life, you know? If that's not true, I don't care because I'm not religious, so I'm not even going to look that up. I'm just putting things together here, and that's what it makes sense to me. Scoop, so, did you ever watch 700, 700 Club, though? Yeah, that's what it is, 700 Club. No. I, I, I've, seen, like, I've, I've seen it on the guy. I never thought it was kind of like 60 Minutes, but I'd rather watch like Because my dad watched 60 Minutes a lot. Like, he was that. always fucking watching 60, 60 Minutes. Was actually pretty good. I remember watching right. some good stuff on that. That was a good show. They need to bring it back. They had really good news and stuff. They have in Australia. Yeah. You should check it out. Six minutes still Australia. On. They just interviewed the the candidates recently. Six oh, minutes. That's right. They did. There's like a that's whole right. thing about it. Yeah. Did you? Hey, do you do any editing for any other pods? Uh, I I do. As a matter of fact, I happen to be a, an executive producer for a, a right wing political podcast oh. called The Right Opinion. Um, Interesting. Uh, my, my buddy Harrison Bergeron happens to be the host over there. He's got, as a matter of fact, his election preview extravaganza dropping tomorrow as of the date of this recording. So it'll be November 1st on HaminMediaGroup.Podbean.com and TheRightOpinion.Podbean.com and 
ratsaladreview.com as well. We've got some kindred spirits here with the uh, with the Sekhmet Bass podcast. Everybody's together holding hands. Let's all hold hands here on the subway. That's right. Hands across America. Hands across America. <laughs> we got to work for a better tomorrow. We got to work for a better day. Hand in hand, you will see the future begins with you and me. <laughs> it begins with you and me. Uh, <laughs> let's get back to this episode. So we're getting close to the end here because the church people have, they're, you know, throughout this episode, they start sending out their informative PSA commercials, trying to get people to donate money. The original way to donate money before Kickstarter, you go on TV and you do telethons. Uh, PBS still does it. But asking for donations, and the church does it in any aspect, whether it's on television, whether you're in person, they're always asking for that tithe to get that 10%. They, gotta, they want you to contribute to the church. And I, if you feel like you want to do that, and that's your money. I'm not going to hate on it. You spend your money. I spend my money on stupid shit in I'll different ways. Oh, you're going to hate on it. Okay. <laughs> I'll hate on it. You're, just, you're funding the diddler defense. Please stop. Believe all <laughs> well, you want to believe. Stop giving them here's what I Here's what I'd say. Like, those people are going to do it anyway. So I would rather, like, at least maybe go to a good cause. You, like, you'd rather they get good legal representation? Is that what you're trying to say? The Mormon, the Mormon church demands 10% of your wages every month. 10% yeah, of what that. I mean, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing I remember that. watching my dad write a 2000 something dollar check a few times. And I'm like, dad, how much do you even fucking make? <laughs> Bro, like, you're just throwing two grand. Like, it's not even, it's not like, uh, uh, you know, even for me, donating a hundred dollars to a church is. Do you, th- let, me make a count- let me make a, let me make a counter argument. I'll make a counter argument. Uh, this is weird. I'm going to take the church's defense here. Did the Mormon church here ever do anything for your family, whether, you know, providing homes, foods, places to go, you know, things to do? Like, did they, it ever provide right, that same trade and monetary value to where your wives, where you think your dad might have seen the value of donating in that aspect? Uh, not really. No, because when my dad was in the hospital, we almost lost our house. And the most the church really did was they gave us a little bit of money, not enough. And they gave us free food from their storehouse, which anybody can get free food from there. Like it's not, it's not a special. Can you me some mashed potatoes? I love mashed potatoes. They're pretty good though. Yeah, dude. You just got to go to the church and be like, hey, can I get some food from your storehouse? I'm like, yeah, no, sure, I don't want home. that. I just, I don't want to go <laughs> to them. I want you to send me the mashed thought. potatoes. They're freeze dried. The freeze dried things. You know what I mean? Where you just, you sit there, then you, you add water and then they get, they become mashed potatoes. Send me that. Okay. You get that. All right, you can, I know you can mail that. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> well, <laughs> so pursued now by the CIA and the missionaries, the boys have to figure out a solution to help get Starvin Marvin and all of his people back to the Mark Lars. Meanwhile, this is going on. The CIA is uh, encountering Cuba, uh, Chuba, Yoba, Oba. Not being Sally Struthers, the Jabba the Hutt parody. <laughs> uh, there's another Star Wars reference here as they list off. We have to get a uh, a radon gun later. Or, uh, I don't even remember what the gun was. Argon laser. The argon now, laser. Now, you see, regular lasers aren't able to penetrate <laughs> photon shields. So we need an argon laser, ladies and gentlemen. So with your donations through the power of Christ, we can get this argon laser. Now, we need your money. Scoop. Thank you. As we continue here, 
So the a CIA, uh, ooh, oh, oh. it's got <laughs> subtitles and everything of what Sally Struthers is saying. I can't, you can't even understand what she's saying. If you, like if you listen carefully, though, you can hear in like the first sentence, she's like, ooh, Jedi, Jedi, or something. She's, you yeah, can she hear says Jedi. Chewbacca, almost you can definitely. Hear Chewbacca. Yeah. You can hear Wookiee. And I think at one point she does say solo. I don't, I don't know. I have to go back and listen. Miss Struthers, we understand you have helped raise millions of dollars to help starving children in Ethiopia. Well, so, so the boys have to figure out after now they're figuring out their solution. So they dress up like Tom Brokaw. Is that what it is? The, the, uh, <laughs> I don't know. What? Man, I'm 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 really bad right now, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Hold on, let me jump out. Let me jump out really quick. Okay. He's jumping out. Fair enough, but folks, you're going to have to bear with me here for a minute. Uh <laughs> we need a negative ionic tractor disruptor. <laughs> this whole thing continues to got so out of control. Now, now um, we don't need a regular one. We, we need, need a that, we need a negative <laughs> ionic disruptor to, to to disrupt their their tractor beam. Now, with your donations, ladies and gentlemen, we can get we can get this negative ionic photon laser. Thank you. Now, Amy. Listen, more importantly, they need all these things, and they he ends every sentence with to spread the word of Christ. Like, <laughs> to, need- to spread the word of Christ, we need this and that, and, and thank you. Well, what we need, Susan, is we need money to build an interstellar cruiser. Now, this spaceship will be able to travel through a wormhole and deliver the message and glory of Jesus Christ to those godless aliens. Send your money now. Amen. The negative ionic tractor disruptor. Like even he doesn't know what these things are as he's reading them off the card. He's like, oh wait, hold on, folks. Wait, it's an it's a negative ionic tractor. <laughs> and then like the last time he's like, oh, fucking idiot up here. Sally Struthers has a Tiberian junker, which is uh, the favorite ship of the huts, and she has trapped uh, our our new CBC ship in a uh, positronic tractor beam. Uh, so we're going to need an ionic tractor disruptor. Now, not not a regular ionic d- tractor disruptor, but a negative ionic tractor disruptor to uh, help spread the word of Jesus. I look like a f-ing idiot up here. So Manny, come back. Oh, well, after he that, the... <laughs> What's that? He's back and he's green. Back and he's green. Now, now... Yeah, now. turn off the green screen. I'm trying to, like, reduce the late the latency... <laughs> now, now, ladies and gentlemen, he he's back with your donations. He was able to come back with the power of Christ, and in the power of your donations, we can get Mr. MSG over here uh, some, some, some some better Jesus internet. So that way, that that, that through the power and spread the word of Christ. Now, now, send us your money. Thank you. However. Continuing on here to wrap up this episode because we're right at the end yeah, here right. as the boys dress up like Tom Brokoff, pull the CIA. In the meantime, it adds a distraction as Marvin uh, brings everybody on to, to the UFO, and, and the boys then start to run after, try to jump on. And Kenny falls down. And Carmen's like, Come on, we have to get out of here. Just leave him. And they're like, No, he's not. He's fine. He's right there. He's like, No, he's not. And they jump on the UFO. And head back toward Marklar land. Planet Marklar. What? Dare you question my integrity? I told you Tom Brokaw doesn't have a mustache, fat ass. I had some bad burritos today. <laughs> All right, boys. Time to get back to your quarters. Oh. Son of a bitch! 
I like how in this in this this moment, like well, we had we've had the FBI and the CIA, they're both all like kind of dumb, right? But they weren't fooled by the kids dressed up as Tom Brokaw. They're like, we know Tom Brokaw don't have no mustache. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was how they put it together. It wasn't <laughs> it wasn't the fact that it was clearly four kids stacked up in a dress right. code or whatever the fuck it was. <laughs> And how they they kind of use at this point they use Kenny as a bargaining chip for Sally and they put him in carbonite, which is just straight Star Wars really up in your face. Yeah. I loved it. <laughs> but, but we gave you the kid in carbonite. <laughs> and then what is it? The uh, Sally Struthers' ship as well is some sort of junker, which I believe is another Star Wars reference. If Tiberian I'm not mistaken. junker. Yeah, there yeah, you go. It's a Tiberian junker. I almost even. But uh, as many times as I've actually like seen this and stuff, I have expected my first watch to kind of see the money and Falcon or something show up for a split second. I was like, is the Falcon going to show up? And I was like, oh, wait, no, that's <laughs> all right. It's not it's some junker. But so at this Still. point, uh, she's got them trapped in the tractor beam and the church is trying to ask for their new uh, weapon to break through and this is when Cartman convinces Sally to let them go, saying that it was her who inspired them to adopt him and everything. She's like, ooh, me? <laughs> Miss Gunners, you helped so many people, and you taught us that helping people is what life is all about. All we want to do is be like you. Move order. <laughs> and then she puts the, the ship, holds the ship down enough so that they can get away, but then the ship actually gets in through the wormhole. And then they meet up on Planet Marklar. But uh, the boys make it there first, don't they? The boys and everybody make it there first, and they start yeah. to talk them. And then s- the sister shows up. Actually, pretty much everybody lands like right around the same time, if I'm not mistaken, because they all kind of get out, and they're all standing before the Marklar yelling and screaming. And the Marklar have no idea what any of them are saying, mostly because none of them are speaking Marklar. And that's when Marklar explained it to them, how they talk. Like, hey, isn't that confusing? He's like, no, check it out. Hey, Marklar. Hello, hey. Marklar? What is Marklar? Here on Marklar, everyone and everything is referred to as Marklar. Doesn't that get confusing? Oh, no. Watch this. Hey, Marklar. Yes? You see? <laughs> and that's when, that's when Kyle figures it all out and starts saying, I figured it out. These Marklar want to take away your Marklar with their Marklar because they don't like your Marklar because it's not as good as their Marklar. So the Marklar want to bring their Marklar back from their Marklar so that they could be happy and peaceful with their Marklar. So these Marklar want to take the bad Marklar. <laughs> and they're like, the, the, the old Marklar was, young, young child, your, your Marklars are wise and smart. <laughs> <laughs> wise and true, I believe he says. Yeah, but yeah, he put it all together. I thought that was, that was a, a, a brilliant sort of ending there. Also, before we kind of get wrap this up to Sally Struthers, the whole thing with Cartman convincing her um, that, that ultimately she was the reason that, that they were trying to do all this and talking her out of sucking their ship in with the tractor beam or whatever kind of nonsense we're talking about at this point. Um, Cartman kind of relating to Sally Struthers hit there, right? Like, cause all the, but the other boys are looking at him like, is he actually like, saying nice things and getting this done somehow. Cause for some reason they haven't figured out the Cartman always finds a way. Uh, but we are only in season three, I guess at this point. And, uh, and they're looking at him and, and it's because Cartman 
is somebody who also, like Sally Struthers, loves food, but loves having his ego stroked even more. So he figured, okay, Sally Struthers is just like me. All I got to do is stroke her ego a little bit and we're going to we're going to be OK. And the, the rest of the boys would ho- hopefully eventually figure out Cartman's genius. But then uh, and then Kyle obviously saving the day and the, the Christian, the, 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 the Christians sort of left with uh, without a new missionary that they had promised the, the CBC 600 Club or whatever it is that they're going on back there. So um, that was cool. And Sally Struthers gave the boys a ride home. Another act of kindness unexpectedly. Right. But then when they try to when the, I love how. At the end, the the missionaries. Well, you're gonna burn into the eternal fires of hell. And he's like, "That's nice." The Marklars can stay. Oh, right. You Marklars must leave. But you will all burn forever in eternal hellfire. Yes, that's nice. Thank you for stopping by. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Marklars, like, yeah, whatever, because it doesn't mean anything to him, right? Because they don't have that. They haven't been told that boogeyman story their entire lives. So it's just like, yeah, all right, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> they don't have that stigmata of. Uh, hell and er, er, hell and heaven. Yeah. So, but, and then and we get uh, yeah. Then we get the mar the, the 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 Ethiopians getting a new home right here at the end. And then uh, as the boys are leaving, they tell Marvin that they're going to visit him. And, and Carmen closes with yeah. When Jesse Jackson is president, which is, I mean, frankly, in 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 another timeline that happened for sure. Like we barely missed that one. I think. Yeah, I think <laughs> so. Knows? I think we did. I think we did miss that. that, that just, in an alternate universe, like one person made one small decision, and boom, Jesse and Jackson. Jesse Jackson was president instead of Trump. Yeah, like that's entirely possible. <laughs> Goodbye, Marvin. Maybe we'll come and visit sometime. Yeah, maybe Jesse Jackson will be president, dude. But we're not gonna come visit him. I know, but you don't tell him that. Whatever. <laughs> but um, yeah, so there we go. All, all we got a nice happy ending at the end here with uh, with the, with the, the Christians being banished to go torture other people with their missionaries, and uh, and then the Ethiopians finding a nice home on the lovely planet of Marklar. Mm-hmm. On the lovely planet of Marklar, ladies and gentlemen. Sorry about that. I uh, had to move to my bedroom area because, uh, well. That's where my modem's at, and I uh, unfortunately seem to be getting bad connection in that pocket of the room. So I apologize, but thank you guys for holding it down. It was, you know, you guys got to the end of the episode as we were unfortunately being able to kind of go off the rails there. But that was your full episode, a Shaq Pals, a Shaq Pack review with the uh, Andrew <coughs> Bello here. Now, Andrew Bello, we normally jump into our pop culture and trivia here. Do you have time to stick around, or is that going to be all you're available for? I am probably going to have to get out of here, as a matter of fact, no but I, I appreciate the invitation, guys. Thank you very much for having me. Pleasure meeting you, Scoop. And uh, yeah, to the Segment Baz podcast audience out there. Put yourself pleasure, over. Tell everybody where you're at. Absolutely. You can find me on Twitter at Bello being Bello. And as I mentioned before, I am a part of a right wing political podcast for those of you who may like that sort of thing. And for even for those of you who don't like that sort of thing, you might learn something. Check it out. It is the right opinion dot at right opinion pod on Instagram, Twitter and parlor, I believe. So that's that's that. Thanks again, fellas. Take it easy. Thanks for coming, man. Have a good one. You too. The Andrew Bello. And he's gone. Good stuff. All right, Scoop. Now it's time for. What did Kenny say? What did what did Kenny say? All right, guys, ladies and gentlemen, let's get back and do another edition of What Did what Kenny did Say? Once again, we want to shout out Andrew Bell for joining us on the uh, full recap of the episode. There, he had to take off because he's a busy man. But Kenny, 
Great. Kenny himself, he did not have a lot of lines in this episode, so we're going to fly right That's through unfortunate. it. Unfortunate. I feel like they it could is. have a lot more fun with him on this one, but That's true. Uh, and uh, so the uh, guy named Spinks, who's one of the CIA agents, he jumps in. He's like, "We're here to speak with some of your students." And he turns to the students and he, go, and he points at Cartman, Kyle, Kenny, and Stan by saying, "You, you, 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 you." And oh, Mr. Garris is like, "Oh, for Pete's sake, what have you bastards done now?" <laughs> and then Cartman's like, "Hey, that was Kyle that went number two in the union." And I thought that was interesting because that's a little bit of foreshadowing of a, uh, oh, I'm going to clove over here. Who am I doing? You're an guy. Okay. I'm getting raging clove. I'm getting raging clove over this way. I'm like, oh, I'm cuckoo everywhere. Who am I doing? You're an guy. So Kyle says, no, it wasn't fat as I saw you do it. And then Conley, the other guy, says, boys, we need to talk to you about a matter of national security now. And then Kenny goes, huh? And then Conley takes Cartman, Kyle, Sphinx takes Kenny and Stan, and then they carry the boys out the door. And Sphinx reaches back to close it. That was the first thing Kenny really said. The second thing was Cartman later on goes, oh, my God, this guy again. And, and goes and you hear him talking. He goes, "What? What we do is." And Kyle goes, "Why would anybody send this asshole money?" And they're talking about the guy on TV. And he goes, "We go all around the world. We go all around the world, and we spread the word. Jesus Christ." And, and Kenny interjects. And Kenny interjects by saying, "To pay for the pockets on his pee hole." <laughs> and all the boys laugh. And then we give Bibles and. That's it, and that's how they end that. And then Kyle goes, yeah, 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 ha, 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 and he laughs. And then what does he say after that, Scott? Scoop, finish it up. So this is uh, Kyle, and they're all running. So what Kyle says, watch out, here I come. And then this is where Kenny trips, and he, and he trips over a rock, and he just, oof. Yeah, he tells, he's trying to tell the guys he's a little bit behind. Then he trips he's on like, the rock. Hey, he's like, hey, you guys, I'm a little bit, but, uh, and he falls, right? Right. And then Kyle's like, king. Carmen, forget him. He done for. Forget him. He never. Stan, Stan climbs up and looks back. And he's like, no, he's not. He's not done for. He's standing right there. And then Kenny's like, you got to fly away. Carmen. Yeah, he's done for. Come on. And that's when the windshield closes and everything. And they fly out of the distance. No, but it's interesting that Kenny actually says, you guys just fly away. So he's willing to give himself up here. Mm -hmm. and then later on uh sally in the uh, that'd be sally shiller says and then conley goes oh that won't be a problem miss struthers we have collateral as now they have kenny and kenny goes oh my god i get it and then kenny (laughs) ends up getting uh, put in carbonite which we'll go over here now in our trivia and pop culture here and ladies and gentlemen, that's what Kenny said. All right, so that's what Kenny freaking said. As we move on now into our trivia. So in this episode, it was dedicated to, of course, Mary King Bergman. Rest in peace, as we mentioned last week, who had passed away. And this episode aired the week she died itself. Starvin Marvin has several family members. They are... David, his father, Joshua, his brother, and his younger brother, Click Click Dirk. <laughs> that's that's right. I don't know if you guys mentioned this when I was having some internet technical 
difficulties. But when they were looking for starving Marvin, they started to blackmail the parents. And they're like, what if we take this? They're like looking around and all they can find is like, what looks like a, uh, like a vase with a, a top on top or I'm sorry, a lid on it, whatever you want to call those, a canteen sort of a canteen for water. I would assume. What if we take this from you? You wouldn't like that. Or what if we do something to click, click Dirk? <laughs> So uh, when the CIA comes to the boys, Cartman claims Kyle went number two in the urinal. And going number two in the urinal, as we mentioned, is a later part of the plot for season 10's episode, Mystery in the Urinal News. The language the Ethiopians speak is closer to the tribal people of Southern Africa. At the beginning of the episode, Mr. Garrison calls the hair Krishnas totally gay. So he didn't say Christians. He says the hair Krishnas. It just sounds oh, like Oh, it. it sounds like and that's why Christians are gay. That's why hair Christians are gay. So that, that's why it's like that play on words is what we were talking about earlier, right? Where you can say different words in Australian language, as you mentioned, like put up subtitles, piper. So like, uh, that's why hair Christians are totally gay. See, if you say it fast enough, it sounds like Christians, doesn't it? <laughs> now, the sect of Hinduism was actually founded in 1966. <laughs> by A.C. A- Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhubhuta in New York City. That's a long name. Uh, the unreleased DVD-A song, I Am Chewbacca, plays during the end credits. You'll be able to hear that here on the podcast. Yeah, that <laughs> uh, the lyric, yep, The lyric, Don't Fucking Cross Me, is censored even in the remastered HD version, though. A picture of Mars is used in this episode. That's what was actually used. It was turned green. Uh, uh, a fourth wall break one of the agents mentioned he watching a cartoon making fun of sally struthers this could be of course a reference to the original episode starvin marvin all right scoop take over on that pop culture so pop culture we got star wars sally Struthers as job of the hut kenny is frozen carbonite like console sally struthers sally sally struthers has a tiberian junker spaceship like the huts the CBC spaceship is modeled after the Rebel Fleet's X-Wing fighters. CIA agent Sphinx waves his hand in an attempt to use the Jedi mind trick on Sally Struthers. Now, I only saw that like the second time I watched through the episode. I didn't see it the first time. The intro after the main credits fade in like in the Star Wars movies. I thought that was funny. So for the Star Trek references we have the cbc spaceship's bridge is loosely designed like the bridge of the uss enterprise in cc 1701 the wormhole and warping effect are similar in star trek deep space nine like definitely that's like almost like the same thing <laughs> you can also check out the star trek uh podcast that Emily media has called the academy so check that out i produce that if you're into yeah. star trek go ahead nice. sorry the uh christian broadcasting channel cbc and the 600 clubs are parodies of the Christian Broadcasting Network, CBN, and the 700 Club. Pat Robertson is a tele, televine, televangelist. I can never say this word. Televangelist? Televangelist? Televangelist. Televangelist. Get to the evangelist, dog! Televangelist. That is always evangelist. easy. Pledge drives to receive donations from their viewers. CBC are also the call letters of the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation. <laughs> uh, Tom Brokaw was a very well-known and liked TV newsman who worked for the Tom NBC. Brokaw. I'm Tom Brokaw. 
I'm Tom Brokaw. I'm Tom Brokaw. This is NBC News. This is NBC News. I'm Tom Brokaw. I'm Tom Brokaw. This is NBC News. Tonight on NBC Night Radio, we're going to go over the different things that are going on in the world. We'll be right back after that. I'm Tom Brokaw. Tonight on NBC News, I'm Tom Brokaw. So as you mentioned, and then to wrap that up, the Marklar language uses Marklar as a verb, like the cartoon Smurfs of the 1980s. So that's what it was, I guess, a parody of there. The scene where Starburn Marvin is flying over Australia with the music on in the background is reminiscent of the 1980s film Flight of the <laughs> Navigator. <laughs> Stupid movie. <laughs> <laughs> and last thing here, continuity. This is the second episode with Starvin' Marvin. The first being the season one episode of the same name, Starvin' Marvin, which you can actually go check out our review right here on Hami Media Group, as well as HackerHami.Podbean.com. That's where the original is. And uh, that's it. I don't think, oh, and our, our personal. So if you just look up Suck My Balls Pod everywhere and look up the Starvin' Marvin episode, we'll, it'll come up. Uh, Scoop, looks like you've got a lot of top likes here. I don't even need to write in my top likes here. So what are you? go ahead, start taking it away, buddy. So that song that starts to play when they're on the spaceship, the way that they're so high in the world to do that song, mm, like how, uh, how he said earlier that Marvin is just jamming it. Right. And then when the boys were like, well, I don't like it. He's like, Oh yeah. I don't like it. And he knew exactly what button to press to turn it off to talking about Marvin, you know, when he's flying around by himself, the whole song is just jamming, and he's smiling, having a good time. And the boys get in, they're like, oh, like this song. Marvin's like, oh, okay. He presses the right button. Yeah, that's no, good stuff. That was funny stuff. I like. I enjoyed that part as well. The song was very just cheesy. You know, it was supposed to be one of those, like, songs that uh, is supposed to be, A, of course, copyright free, which is why they created it. <laughs> and B, it's all supposed to parody, like, the type of, uh, you know, I guess, uh, white person elevator type music that they come up right. with. Yeah, I don't know why we, our race came up with that. The Europeans. It's weird, bro. And the Irish. Well, not Irish and Scottish. At least they got some weird music over there. <laughs> uh, the song starts to play, as you mentioned. Uh, that was funny. Uh, go ahead to the next one. How the CDC asked, ladies and gentlemen, for your money in the word of Jesus Christ to upgrade their ship so that they can spread the word of Jesus Christ. Right. It, all the different actually- times. Yeah, it's actually like a direct correlation. Like it's, it's almost like you're just changing photon lasers and argon and going to Marklar. You're just basically changing it to like, you know, uh, Africa or in Europe or Asia or wherever it is that Christians are trying to spread their word of God. Spread you know, and how God. and how they ask for money to spread the word of God. It's like why do you what? And the amount that they ask for is stupid. It is kind of stupid. They continue to ask for money, as we talked about earlier in this podcast. But I don't agree with the notion that it should be part of your religion. If you want to donate, that's fine. But to be like, oh, you have to give 10% in some of these religions is seems, uh, seems a little too much, in my opinion. But go ahead and the next one. Kenny being frozen in carbonite, as you mentioned, that's of course definitely a parody of Star Wars and Han Solo. So you already mentioned that in the uh, yeah. But I'm I'm a little split. Like I love but hate this at the same time because in Star Wars it's such a powerful scene, right? Where okay. Han Solo gets frozen 
and Leia's like, I love you. And he's like, I know. And then he gets frozen. It was powerful shit. The way that they just like, they nonchalantly just like kind of carbonite trees, Kenny. I'm just like, mm. but it's still funny at the same time. You know what I mean? Definitely. Definitely. Well, go ahead and do the next one. Marklar. You're a fucking Marklar, aren't you? You little Marklar. You like my Lark Marklar just as much as I like your Marklar, even your Marklar. So you I like your Marklar is better than my Marklar. I'll hey, follow look, Marklar. look, my Marklar is, it's Marklar. And you know, because you talk to that Marklar who knows my Marklar. So shit, I'll be Marklar and Marklar and all Marklar. You know, all Marklar and Marklar. You know, Marklar. Marklar. Anyway, no, we like Marklar, obviously. So how Marklar dismisses the CDC ladies, what she wrote here when she says, but you'll burn in internal damnation. Now, I started to come back on there with the internet there, and I heard you guys talking about that. Uh, I thought that was kind of funny. I thought that was hilarious. But you'll burn in internal damnation. Yeah, okay, thanks. That's us. So my next one here is uh, the way the CDC spreads its message through fear-mongering is identical to how Christians have and continue to spread the word of God. I, a direct play on these people. So. Yep. They fear-mongering, identical. We have to spread the mission. It's part of our duty. That sense of duty is what they instill in a lot duty, of these religions. Fear of hell. Being, being See, I don't damned. even know if it's the mode. It's the, it's the self-fulfillment. Right. I think that's what more people are into, like feeling that they're doing something and they have a direction in life. A lot of people don't get that fulfillment through their own careers or through their own families, whether it be platonic or romantically in all parts of the world and nations and countries and cultures and religions. Right. So in that aspect. I think that what religion is able to do is able to capitalize not just on fear. It's definitely that's a part of it, of course, with heaven and hell, with heaven being the reward, obviously, right? Doing the things that you need to do. And they utilize the tool itself of spreading the word or trying to get other people to enroll or convert based on the appeal that they'll go to heaven or hell. And also there are some churches, as you know, you and Bello and everyone, you know, would probably mention they use it for monetary gain to, for diddlers. So diddling them children. Diddling them children. Diddling them little children. So my last one. one. Yep. Yeah, the last one here is we kinda already talked about it though. The play on the urinal deuce in the classroom that came across in season ten. I thought this was yeah. fucking hilarious. Now it's all the way back in season three, right? And now, if they would have, if they would have had Stan, you know what I mean. If they would, if it would have been like oh. Stan, Carmen's like, oh, I not Stan you. Stan's like, no, I didn't. Fast. It was you. If they would have switched it from Kyle to Stan, interesting. That would have been like amazing. Well, here's what I think. Maybe Stan sees that potentially Cartman or Kyle had done it before. So later on, when he's able to do it, he takes that into consideration based on seven years prior. Remember the last time, or maybe all, maybe a couple times, people go deuce in the urinal, and unfortunately, Stan knows that no one's going to think it's him, and that is proven toward the end of the episodes. We'll find out that later, but let's not get too far off there. Uh, with our top likes, it's of um, you know you mentioned most of my top likes from the Marklar. Uh, to Cartman himself, he was just a funny character in this episode. Um, you know, just being kind of himself, like yeah, yeah, we get out of here, and he just gives up starving Marvin. 
the fact that the <laughs> they actually admit after that point that they adopted him. Yeah, we, we adopted him. And as you pointed out, there's parents. That's hilarious. So I thought that all in all, this was a great episode. Um, Scoop, uh, would you consider this in Steve's top 20? No. Gotta go way higher. My problem is, my, my biggest dislike with this episode is it has a lot of potential, but it ends up just falling flat and being a, a pretty small filler to a decent filler episode. So it's in my top 182 to 192 area. It's in Scoops Tap 150. So there you go. And uh, let's see here. And Matthew Schaefer. What do I know? What do, what's my top here? Do I think this is my top? Uh, I'd have to kind of agree with you. I'd say this is like 170, 180-ish area for me. It's definitely like a good episode. It's not something that I seek out. Like if I'm watching the marathon or for obviously we're doing this show and we're watching it in order, I'm going to watch it, right? I'm not, And I don't think it's a bad episode. But it's not something where if I have to sit down, I'm just like, hey, I'm going to watch some South Park. It's not going to be an episode I go to. It's not my top right. 100. No, my not top, my top 50, not my top 20. So, so you're trying to have like a little smoke session. You want to throw some of your favorite South Park. Movies. That's not definitely it. Definitely not one of those episodes. It's definitely not. It's definitely not. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that is going to do it for another edition of Shake Me, 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 Special shout out once again to Andrew Bello and, of course, you there, Scoop, for holding it down. My internet was fucking up there. But uh, yeah, we pervade, and uh, I'm sure that I did a great job editing this because I'm awesome, and most people <laughs> won't even notice stuff. Stroke uh, that dick, baby. Struck that big, baby. Of course, we once again want to thank Andrew Bello for joining us. Very and highly intelligent man, wouldn't you say, Mister Scoop? He's very yeah, he's like good, good with. He's very good with words. Yeah, he word good. He make words out. No, yeah, Andrew Bello is definitely a very uh, good linguist. Linguist, uh, if you listen to the Wednesday Locker, room, he's very good with words. Uh, so definitely check that out. You can also check out, as he mentioned, he produces a uh, right opinion pod, a conservative-based pod. So if you're into that side of the politics, you can go check that out. As you also heard at the mid-roll here, as we've been running, this will be the last time we run it. We hope you did. We know that when this comes out on Tuesday, it's actually election day. So when you're watching this, you might not hear this ad. But when you're hearing this on Wednesday, I hope you did. I hope you fucking voted. And you could have done so by going to How to Vote. And you'll have heard that vote. So hopefully you voted between the douche and the turd because we did, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, oh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, go check out Bellow Bean Bellow on Twitter at Bellow Bean Bellow. That's his handle. And uh, also check out uh, the litany of other stuff he does there. My name is Matthew Schaffer. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Matthew. And there's your traffic. Uh, Scoop, do you have any parting words for us this week? Find me on Instagram at Jackson underscore Steve. And let's have some shenanigans. Suck. Say my bad. This song is called Chewbacca.
to listen to? Well, Rat Sound Review Network has plenty of shows to choose from. Like Rat Sound Review, where they discuss the latest rock and metal news, as well as interviews and albums. Album vs. Album, the King Diamond Podcast, with Wayne Noon, Greg Noggle, and sometimes this guy. Ralph Vieira is also on our network with the Vieira Vault. There's also Old Man Metal's Musings, where he discusses heavy metal and beer. Music is Life with Lou Mavs. The Right Opinion for Those Who Love Politics, a South Park podcast called Suck My Balls, The Infinite Fringe, a watch-along wrestling show called Beyond Bushido, ex Stradivarius guitarist, The Timo Tolki podcast, and The Great Harry Barnett with I Don't Even Like Podcast and The Laugh Cast. So check out RatSoundReview.com or search RatSoundReview on YouTube, Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and more. 